The presenting sponsor for On Education is Classcraft. We're so excited to announce Classcraft's new story mode, which makes it easy for educators to harness the power of stories. But that's not all. Have you ever wanted to see yourself as a character in a story? Now teachers and students can create their custom game avatars and see them come to life on an augmented reality poster. To learn more about Classcraft's story mode and the new AR experience, simply visit classcraft.com. In our lives, teachers though are the genies. They see in students the potential and the greatness that they may not even see in themselves. Thanks for being with us today, and let's give Glenn a warm welcome. So I brought a relic with me, and if you just will grab me just uh, one couple seconds here. I just wish that this presentation goes very, very well, and you'll see why in just a bit. So good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for having me at this year's Lake Ekmek Conference. Super excited to be here. Maddie was, my goodness, what an amazing uh, musician there. Um, so I wanted to start off with saying that I have two amazing kids, Lysander and Lynx, unique names there. Um, and we decided to take them to the movies this summer to watch the new version of Aladdin. I don't know if you went out and watched that. Uh, but as we're driving home, after the movie, we get into the typical after Aladdin discussion. What would you wish for? So my youngest son, Lynx, who is seven, he said, I would wish for all of the Nintendo systems in the whole world. And I was like, oh yeah, I, I, I could see that, yeah, okay. And my oldest son, who is 12, Lysander, a little bit more introspective, he said, I would wish for an end to global warming and also poaching. And I said, I looked at him and I said, for real? And then my wife punched me in the arm. <laughs> this got me thinking though, and I couldn't help but reflect on the concept of wishes and how it's so embedded into our culture. Don't believe me? How about this? Go ahead and blow out the candles and then make a wish. Raise your hand if you've ever done this before. We have rub your eye a little and hopefully you get an eyelash to make a wish. The really strange one is this one. We hate this weed, usually. But when it looks like this, you can't help but pick one up and then blow at it and then make a wish. How about during Thanksgiving? This was a hard one to explain to my Mexican relatives. Turkey bone. Whoever gets the biggest piece gets the wish to come true. Or how about throwing coins into a fountain? Or maybe you'll be lucky enough to see a shooting star and then be able to go ahead and make a wish. Now, by no means am I dismissing the concept of making a wish. In fact, I think that as adults, we're too quick to dismiss wishes. When we make a wish, it's the first step in the journey towards realizing our dreams. But to do this, I think we need to reframe the concept of the wish from something that happens just by pure luck or by rubbing the magic lamp, to something that we can make happen. This quote by Richard Bach seems to perfectly capture my thoughts. And I don't know what that was. 
Hopefully it wasn't my, oh, it's someone else's phone, it's okay. <laughs> At least it wasn't mine. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> that was the FBI calling. Um, you are never given a wish without also being given the power to make it come true. This is such an impactful statement. But Richard also goes on to say that you may have to work for it, however. And that's the key. We can make wishes a reality. But how exactly do we do that? I'd like for you to indulge me just for a second and close your eyes and pretend that you have this magic lamp in front of you or an eyelash and remember your younger self, like Lynx's age. And see if you can remember just that one wish you had when you were a little kid. Can still see people's eyes. <laughs> Go ahead and open up your eyes now and see, just if you're up for it, take a minute to share with the person next to you. We're going to just go 10 seconds and I'll, and I'll count down 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 in just a bit. Share, what was those wishes like when you were a little kid? Then I'm going to share mine. Go ahead. <laughs> Yes, this is me, 1977. <laughs> and I can almost guarantee that it's not like any of yours. We used to visit my grandparents' house in Mexico every summer. They lived in a beautiful town called Nuevo Casas Grandes, which translates roughly to new big houses. And my grandfather there, Modesto, who I called Papa, used to take me to the plaza every afternoon. There were people everywhere, paleteros selling ice cream, other vendors selling corn, souvenirs, and so much more. I remember when I was probably about five years old, there was a group of musicians, and these weren't your typical musicians. They had shiny sequined costumes, huge sombreros, some played guitars while others were playing violin and playing trumpets and their powerful voices. They hypnotized the smiling crowd that surrounded them. I'd never seen anything like that in my life, and I was completely fascinated. I asked my grandfather, Papa, ¿quiénes son? Who are they? He responded, son mariachis, hijo. They are mariachis. Yo deseo ser un mariachi. I told him, I wish I was a mariachi. I know it's hard to believe that this guy standing in front of you wanted to be a mariachi, but I have proof. Let me zoom in a little further. Yes. So my grandfather encouraged me by saying, si se puede, yeah, you can do that. I talked to my abuelo about mariachis every morning on long walks after lunch, over dinner, and just before he put me to bed each night. Day after day after day, there was a mariachi talk. Until my abuelo could tell that I wasn't gonna just let this drop. 
So instead of just ignoring me, he validated my wish by connecting me with his good friend. His name was Pepe Jara, who's a professional musician. He was actually a, a mariachi. And so my own mariachi journey began. My grandfather was fulfilling the role of an effective educator. Seeing the passion in me, he knew that encouraging me was not enough. He needed to find me resources and guidance to lead me on the journey to fulfill my wish. So I practiced the guitar and sang all the time for many years. And though I never became a professional mariachi, I have been known to play the guitar and sing. So actually, I would love to play a song for you right now in memory of my grandfather Molesto, because just being up here and being in front of you guys, being able to play and sing, for you is the realization of my wish. You guys up for it? Yeah. yeah. So the song that I'm going to sing is a traditional Mexican song called Cielito Lindo. Anyone ever heard of it? I've got a couple of people. I guarantee a lot of you have actually heard it because I want you to sing along on the chorus, which most people know. That's all they know is that a part of the song, which goes something like, ay, 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 ay. Have you heard something like that? Yes? Cool. I'm going to set this mic down here and grab my guitar, and then I, will, I actually have the lyrics to the song right here. So you can study those while I grab my guitar there, and then let's sing. So 43 years later, realization of the wish here. <laughs> For sure, what I would love to hear you sing along on is the chorus, okay? which is ay, 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 canta y no llores. Sing, but don't cry. That's what he's telling the girl here. So that was good. <laughs> That's always a good skill. So there's a great <laughs> picture of me. As I got older, though, I stopped wishing for things because I thought that that was something that little kids did. And not unlike the character of Aladdin, who was known as a street rat, I was an absolute terror as a student. And I got into lots of trouble and hated school and made sure my teachers were aware of that. Luckily, my parents decided to move to Roswell, New Mexico before grade nine. And at this new school, the counselor made a scheduling mistake, which put me into a Spanish class that I hadn't even signed up for. I didn't quite fit in into anything. I was a Mexican, but I looked white. I was the definition of teenage angst and was full of anger and sarcasm, but that didn't seem to bother my Spanish teacher. 
Mr. Wagner, almost immediately after meeting me, told me, Glenn, eres especial. Glenn, you're special. Of course, I was much too cynical to accept the compliment, so I just blew him off. But like amazing teachers do, like you do, just like I wore down my abuelo, he wore me down day after day with praise and encouragement. So while working on my Spanish skills, Mr. Wagner showed me how to better connect with my Mexican heritage, which in turn began to build confidence in me as a student. He made me believe that I could accomplish anything I wanted to. He believed in me, and for the first time in my teenage years, I actually started to believe in myself. He guided me through all four years of high school, including advanced placement Spanish courses. And I was the first student at Goddard High School in Roswell, New Mexico, to score a five on the advanced placement Spanish exam. So by the time I graduated high school, I had a new wish. I knew what I wanted. I wish I, was a, I wanted to be a Spanish teacher. In our lives, teachers, though, are the genies. They see in students the potential and the greatness that they may not even see in themselves. Teachers have the power to make their students' wishes actually come true. And Mr. Wagner was my genie, and I will forever be grateful to him. I never got to thank Mr. Wagner, though. And we don't often get to see the great power we have to positively impact our students. So I think this video from Valley Park School District in Missouri really struck a powerful chord with me. The power of basically letting each other know how grateful we are for each other. Check out in the video the reactions, of course, of the teachers and then the reactions of the students when we actually tell each other how grateful we are for each other. So after four years of hard work at out-of-state college, my dream, my wish came true. My dream was now a reality. I was now a Spanish teacher. I taught in California and in Colorado before moving to a little town in southeastern Minnesota called Wabasha. <laughs> now, Wabasha is small enough where you get to know every student in pre-K through 12th grade. I was the only world language teacher in the district, but like many other school districts, Wabasha had a culture of teacher silos. Being in a silo is the feeling of being completely on your own. I felt isolated as a professional. Risa Fandrick has this fantastic analogy for educators. In agriculture, the purpose of a silo is to store grain temporarily. It's not the final resting place for its contents. And if grain remains in silos for too long, it spoils and is wasted. She says, silos are damaging in every workplace, but they are especially dangerous in education. So with isolation came frustration, anger, and even a desire to quit the profession. I really loved. I wasn't sure what to wish for anymore. I needed a mentor, colleagues to collaborate with, an administrator who didn't just tell me good job after each evaluation, but actually gave me honest feedback to help me grow as a teacher, to make my wishes really come true. I needed that turkey bone from earlier or that shooting star. I needed a genie. But, alas, there was no genie. 
but there ended up being something better. Twitter was the answer to the isolation I was experiencing. When I created my Twitter account in 2012, there was already a strong community of educators out there using social media to connect with each other, to collaborate, to grow as professionals. They were calling themselves a PLN, a professional learning network. I was very interested at this time in using gamification, and so I did a search on Twitter and I found a guy. His name was Chris Avilas, and he was a teacher in New Jersey who goes by the name Teched Up Teacher. So I started reading his blog, watching his videos, I read every one of his tweets. Basically, I was stalking him. <laughs> I loved how Chris was willing to not only share his ideas and materials, but was willing to jump onto a Skype call or a Hangout just to collaborate. But it wasn't just Chris Avilas. There were so many amazing collaborators, or educators, sorry, out there sharing. Yet, at the same time, there was a different story being told in the media about teachers, teaching, and schools. News reports of failing schools, failing grades, and teachers failing their students. These were the messages that were being reported to our parents, our communities, and our stakeholders. I was seeing all of this innovation and success happen in all kinds of schools, while the public was being sold a story of failure after failure. Now, as a professional, I had a new wish, to shine a light on education and educators, to bring us out of our silos, and empower each of us to tell our stories to the greater world. The mission started for me on Twitter, where I connected and collaborated with other educators, continuing to learn and grow so that I could become the best teacher for my students. Then my wish was to create a culture of sharing, so I posted all of my lessons and resources and ideas for free. There's a great quote that Andy Leiser told me yesterday, who was the keynote at MPPLC yesterday at New Prague, and he said, if you want your professional learning community to grow, you have to offer more than you take. But that was the only the beginning of the power of Twitter for me. Ultimately, my wish became to use Twitter to be a connector between educators. I didn't want anyone else to be trapped in a teaching silo. So I knew that teachers needed a platform to amplify their voices. And I was approached by a Canadian educator, his name is Mike Washburn, to start a podcast for educators. A podcast where we have honest conversations about teachers, teaching, and then everything else in between. Our mission for the On Education podcast is to amplify the voice of educators, allowing them to tell their stories so that we shine a light on education. So Richard Box's words have come true and are continuing to come true for me. So what do we need to do to make our wishes actually come true? I think basically, take action. First, we need to just make a wish, clarify and define it, say it out loud, write it down. Then take the risk and jump in, even if you don't know where this is gonna lead. It's important also to remember to write things down and reflect on solutions and then make these changes actually happen. And I don't want you to take this journey alone because you don't have to. 
We need to find our tribes, our communities, our learning networks, because working together, we step out of our silos, which in turn makes us better educators. So start this year by making just one wish. It doesn't matter if it's a big wish or a small wish, as long as it will help make teaching and learning better for your students. If it seems like too large of a problem to take on, use the energy from the beginning of the school year to chip away at it. Have others at school join the cause. Get your administration, your community, your school board, even legislators on board. We can actually make change happen. We can all be mariachis. My wife, Nicole Borg, who's a poet, wrote this amazing poem that gives us the perfect ending or message for all of us. She says, make a wish, then make it happen. Thank you all and I hope you have an amazing conference. Thanks for listening to On Education. My name is Glenn Irvin. My co-host is Mike Washburn. On Education is part of the Education Podcast Network. You can listen to this show and many others by great educators like Jennifer Gonzalez, Matt Miller, and many more by visiting edupodcastnetwork.com. Want to get in touch with us? Check out our website at oneducationpodcast.com. You can tweet us at oneducationpod. Mike is at Mr. Washburn on Twitter, and I can be found at Irv Spanish. You can find us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash oneducationpod. We're also on Instagram at oneducationpod. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, we would be thrilled if you shared it with them. Please leave us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost. This helps others discover the show. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Classcraft, for supporting us. Check out classcraft.com slash oneducation to learn more about them. Thanks as always for listening. Stay awesome and see you soon.